0: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside the great gangster Pete here in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Gangster Pete, what's the good word? Uh, Excited about the Blues comeback. Yeah, 2-2 two, two, and uh, Missouri, Alabama, September 26th. We have been debating this on this podcast for a few weeks. I have been of the opinion there will not be college football. I want there to be college football. You have been bullish, but you acknowledge part of that is an emotional analysis. Where are you now?
1: Well, we have a $10 bet that the SEC will play one game. So, Oh, we do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I really got to start tracking my bets
0: because it would be smart for anybody to bet with me because I don't remember them, but right. if I lose, then obviously I'm going to pay it or I'm just going to go, shit, I guess I owe you money. Uh, Well, I want it to happen, so I'll be happy to lose the $10 bet in exchange to watch Missouri-Alabama on September 26th. And you might go to the game, since they're going to allow, at this moment anyway, 25% capacity.
1: Yeah, I was already going back to visit some friends, and then the schedule came out yesterday. I was like, well,
0: I might as well check it out if I can. See Roll Tide come to Columbia. So we always welcome people to uh, get involved. You can submit your wagers if you like. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Questions, comments, opinions, erotic stories, everything is welcome. Anything is Welcome. And we go through as many as we can in about our hour, hour and a half each week on questions from the audience. It's sponsored by Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com, who I refinance with. And uh, you can get pre-approved in five minutes. Plus, Ryan's on the show and he's talking about getting uh, refis in the twos? In the twos? Do so right now at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. He's been our studio sponsor. We're approaching three years of this podcast Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. In addition to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm, he's my insurance agent. I was actually communicating with him this morning before the radio show. Like at 6 in the morning, he's up answering my emails. James Carlton has some exciting news to share for the St. Louis area. State Farm has filed a rate decrease with the state of Missouri. And James is confident that State Farm will have the best pricing that he's seen in 12 years and perhaps in their history, meaning there's never been a better time for our listeners to take a look. And if they're not currently with State Farm, this is the time to do it. And the good news isn't just for those looking to change their coverage. Current customers will be seeing big reductions in their renewals as well. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.com net james carlton he is my guy and i recommend him to you uh in addition we have mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies we have seth Goldcamp of design air heating and cooling and we have jim rogers of restoration one of central st louis i'll tell you more about them in a bit but first let's go right to the email inbox how do you do hey tim little two-parter for you here if it's too personal i understand oh boy <laughs> gangster peanut might have to get the shears out uh, you're very open about lesbian slash sex talk on the show, podcast, social media. Has this caused issues uh, between you and your wife? Very curious to how this may or may not impact your relationship. Also, being a listener since 2014, I can't recall a single time that Doug or anyone on the show has talked about Doug's uh, wife, family. I assume she wants nothing to do with the show, which I would entirely understand, like I said. If all this is too personal, please ignore. Cheers, that's from Cal. You know him from DraftKings Talk, Cal. And that's you're going right. to play golf with him.
1: I was supposed to, but I'll be in Tulsa for a wedding that weekend. So you won't so be, able to not be able to play with Cal. He's dropped sorry, down to a 7.5, a dangerous
0: sorry, 7.5.
1: Yeah, I was upset they didn't get to finish his email today. It was pretty funny.
0: Was it a good one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Alright, on Doug's situation, that's. I, I don't know. I, I I. feel like I've talked about Jody. I, I mean, she, I don't think that, I, I, I can tell you, let me put it this way, Cal. Uh, there has never been an edict from Doug to not bring up his wife. So I guess that answers your question. And I also just disagree with the overall premise that she's never been mentioned because I know she's been mentioned, but, you know, probably uh, not not uh, a whole bunch, but I definitely know she has. And, by the way, as an aside, she is like the nicest human being in the world. Have you ever met Doug's wife? No, I haven't met her. She's just like the, the nicest nicest human being going she, that I mean, makes she, that makes sense she's so kind like anna maritas like thinks the absolute world of her. we've only been around her a handful of times but um she's just so kind i mean there's there's no other way to describe her other than just incredibly kind just thoughtful kind um really basically the opposite of me uh on the first one um, let's see. You're very open about lesbian sex talk on TMA and this here podcast, social media. Has this caused any issues between you and your wife? Very curious how this may or may not affect your relationship. Uh, Cal, uh, great questions. Um, you did go into a personal realm, but I, I'm fine with it. Um, I solicit it so I can't complain. And if I just don't want to go into it, I just won't read it. Or if we just run out of time, I don't read it. But you were at the top of the, uh, the email inbox here today, sending this one at 950. Uh, so... Anna Marie is not on board with uh the stag industry. Now, I, I the thing about it is, gangster Pete, I'm going to ask you cuz you have you have zero skin in the game of 30 something wives in the St. Louis area. What percentage would you say are quote-unquote on board with the stag industry? <laughs> Maybe like two it, uh, it's like two period or two percent. two percent okay uh yeah so I mean that's kind of like it so the, the premise being it's not uncommon what is uncommon is that your husband's on the radio talking about it but I have to say this so she just does she just doesn't like it in general doesn't get it doesn't like it think it's very strange that I that not not that I like it because I think she acknowledges even though she doesn't want to think about it that damn near every guy is watching it even though they'll deny it and you know that whole song and dance and that's fine but what separates me outside of the fact that I talk about it and don't see anything wrong with it whatsoever and find it to just be healthy human behavior and not like beating myself up over it is my interest in the industry. That is that, that's the part that I go, yeah, that's a little weird. I don't understand why. Um, I still think that there's, there's dollars in that. I'm not talking about like me getting into stag or directing or PR. I just think there's, I just think as I always say, I'll say this, with the, we're having dinner the other night and somehow it came up and I said, I say this, if you're comfortable enough to have sex on camera, you're going to be a good interview or you're going to be such a bad interview. It'll be good as we've experienced a few times on TMA. <laughs> um, but I'm just, I'm just enamored with it for whatever reason. I don't have a good explanation, but as far as it causes, I, I said a long time ago, I mean, at this point we've been together for 12 years. Um, so, you know, I mean, the show has been 16 and we've been together for 12 of them. So she understands the program and her family listens, her parents, uh, she's an only child, but her parents listen and like the show, sometimes will text me during the show, but they're able to, I guess, compartmentalize what I talk about on the radio, as I think is the case for, for my mom. I don't think, I don't know what my dad thinks. I don't know. You know, he's like, Timmy, I don't know what you're doing with that shit, but whatever, I <laughs> don't people are listening and you got to advertise or so, whatever, you know, that that's kind of what I would imagine if my dad were to actually talk about it. But, uh, I, my mom is convinced I'm pl- convinced herself. I'm playing a character. That's how she's able to sleep and uh, she's wrong, but if it works great. And then secondly, um, my wife just rolls her eyes and just go, you know, just like you know, just such a creep. And then like, i will say something like to, to our son, something along the lines of, see, that's why you don't do that, because that's really creepy, things like that. So um, she's not on board. She tolerates it, I think, kind of within... um, I don't know. I don't know what the best way to... I I Certainly, she would prefer it doesn't go on, but kind of just like... I think after 12 years, she recognizes it's benign, for lack of a better term. And here's the other thing, and I will say this, and and even though I would think that most... So I'm going to go back to you on another percentage, arbitrary percentages with Gangster Pete. But even though she really doesn't like stag, like if there's a scale of liking stag, so you said there's 2% of women in the uh, 30-something women Gangster Pete in the St. Louis area who would be on board with the stag and You were like really into it. Okay, yeah. And I would probably say that's the case. And I bet a lot of them a lot of them are bi- you know, and that's their way to kind of live that out. That'd be my guess.
1: I'm sure there's a much higher percentage that use it. Right. But I'd say like 2% and, that are like it. enthusiastic right. about
0: it. So if there's, so of like, then you, then you take that same pool of women and a one being just really not on board and a 10 being really on board, Gangster Pete saying 2% of them would be in the 10 range. I, I truly would say my wife is a one. She is a one. I mean, this is not like, oh, cover for her. But in reality, you know, she's using my browser's account. Uh, She's just not on board at all. You know, it's just, it's just clear. But yet we've met and hung out with multiple people in the adult industry. And not that, not that she shouldn't treat them just like anybody else, but she's just, she's just so like, like Lisa Ann, for example, um, who I know a number of people in our audience have gotten to know, like Lisa Ann. We'll communicate about like the dotem and when she's coming to town and just like, you know, it's you know, it's not I'm sure some people are like, oh wow, what do you DM? It's it's just like a business slash friend conversation. It's not what you would maybe think it is. It's not at all. She's just like a cool woman who I have worked with. Um and and, and Lisa just thinks the world of my wife very complimentary um about her uh about her appearance, but not in a not know the way I would like it to be, but, <laughs> but, uh, also just like, she's just the sweetest and she is, she's just, you know, like, it's just, uh, it, it makes up for my Pete. Like we talk about how people like our dads better than they like us. Oh yeah, for sure. hundred percent across the board, people, you know, like Anna Marie more than me without quite, and she's so friendly, but it's just her, it's her natural disposition. And, um, And so, you know, so it's Lisa Ann, it's Caden, you know, I mean, as I think I've said before, I think I said when Caden was on the show that, you know, Anna Marie and I have been with her and Manuel and their, uh, at the time, I think like six year old daughter, you know? So, so, so in other words, what I'm trying to say is this, she is not on board and she thinks my interest in it is bizarre, but it's not coming from a judgy place. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, oh my God. God, I am not going to be around a porn star at all. Like, it's just like, it's just like, though, this is, you know, a mutual friend of Tim's or mine because Tim knows him and treats him just like anybody else, which is kind of like the Chris rock thing where my baby hasn't been to jail. It's what you're supposed to do. But so gangster Pete, I'll go to you for arbitrary percentage. again. I take care of my kids. Thank you very much. It's what you're supposed to do. What percentage So you're at 2% of women in the, in the St. Louis area, who are on board, like really on board with watching stag. Of that same pool of women, how many, if they were around a mutual friend of their husbands or significant others who happen to be, and not just like any like stag star, like kind of on the periphery, Caden Cross and Lisa Ann or HOF, how many would be cool to them? Honestly, I don't know on this one. I think, I think it would be low, I think. Like how many... Of like, how many wouldn't would... be, like, bitchy or insecure or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I'm sure you're picturing some of your friends. Yeah, things, right? I am. Like, I'd,
1: uh, I'd probably put it at about 50-50. I, that's right where I am, too. All right? We're on the same page. Yeah. You know? And I'd much rather hang out with the 50 that's cool.
0: Yeah, because it's just like, whatever, you know? And, and so that's the thing. So that's the thing I really, truly respect, that it's not like she's... And, and then, like, there, there's a picture, that I think it was, like, our profile picture on Facebook of me, her, and Keisha Gray at the AVNs. Like, she's gotten me tickets to the AVNs to go with me um twice i think we've gone and as a christmas present and even though she fucking you know is just really not on board and i wish she were don't get me wrong he's super hot but it's not happening um but she's just cool and just takes it for what it is it's like all right i mean whatever this is first off it's unintentional comedy the AVNs are unintentional but lisa ann just hanging out at the golf course or hot shots and in Caden over the years. Um, You know, I mean, that's just, it's just treating somebody how you want to be treated, whether they're in an industry that you're on board with or not. And so I respect that and like it because as Pete just said, and we're on the same page with the math, that there's probably a healthy percentage of women who would not do that. I'm sure some of you listening right now would go, yeah, my wife would not be on board with that. But I'm sure plenty of people go, yeah, well, of course my wife wouldn't be on board with that. But those aren't the the types of people I would want to hang out with at the same time. I'm quite certain that there are like um, maybe even a hundred percent of women who would be listening to this or would be affiliated with this indirectly through their significant other listening to it who have zero interest in hanging out with me. So it's, it's fine. But that's my observation that I like that she's not like, Oh, you and your fucking porn. And no, I'm not going to hang out at the golf tournament if that Lisa Ann's going to be there. No, she like, looks forward to seeing Lisa Ann and bullshitting with her, but not like, tell me what it was about to, you know, have a train run on you, you know, for your comeback scene. So anyway, uh, Cal, wonderful questions. As always, good luck this week at the, uh, what is the event this week? I know they're up in the Northeast, uh, Northern trust, Northern trust. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, Bryson won there last time they were in 2018. I know I've done a little research on it. Hey Tim, how much are you on social media now versus say February, 2020 or even 2019? How much do you foresee yourself being on social media post-election in November and why? I ask because it's starting to feel healthier to spend less time on social media. The New York Times has a podcast on social media's impact on a person's psychology and other things. It's called Rabbit Hole, but I've yet to listen. Just wanted to let you know. Thanks. That's from R in the Midwest. Gangster Pete, uh, I will yield to you first.
1: I rarely post anything on social media. You really don't. I check my Twitter quite a bit because I curate it to things I'm interested in. And then you just got to make sure you don't read comments. If you read comments, it'll just ruin your day, man. You'll just be like, how are these people out there? So, I mean, I use it. I think I used it in a pretty healthy way because I don't get involved in a lot of the BS. and then You uh, really don't. I think
0: a lot of people say they don't get involved in it or it doesn't bother them, but you are one of the only people I can think of, actually. I'm trying to think if I can think of anybody else who says it doesn't bother them, but who really it does not bother. I was, I was surprised you popped up in a Plowhawk thread over the weekend. <laughs> where I don't even know what he was bitching about. But he was bitching about something, and then yeah, he popped I did. up and said, this is really bothering you. I can't remember yeah. it was. Probably something Cardinal-related.
1: That, that's like what we would talk about at the break. He'd, like, come up with a crazy take, and I'd be like, <laughs> are you seriously that upset about it? And he's like, this is what I do, baby. <laughs> Takes
0: no research. Uh, one thing I did, and I did this, like, a year or two ago, I unfollowed CNN and Fox News. Um, I actually—Fox the, the Fox News' Instagram actually bothered me more than their Twitter— And CNN's Twitter bothered me more than their Instagram. I would see what they would both do and it would just irritate me because it's so like obvious to me what they're doing. But then I felt like a a healthy percentage of the people in their audiences didn't recognize it. Kind of like Eric Greitens campaign, for lack of a better term. Um, And it's just, I don't want to say it's made me happier, but it's made me less unhappy Like you're scrolling through and I don't have to worry about that now. You know, if I'm scrolling through now, I'm seeing La Serena 69, Abigail Mack, and whatever she's got going on with the the collagen injections. Um, What am I? I'm just going to go to my uh, Mel Makeup. That's the makeup artist in Stag Valley. What else do I have? STL today. That can be a pause, kill. PGA Tour, Sports Center, Washington Post. And people go, Washington Post. Now, hold on a second. But with Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, and New York Times, which is the three I read. I find the reporting to be the reporting, the editorials. I don't even bother with the editorials, actually, in any of them, um, like thorough reporting. And you don't realize the difference between that until you then go and read a story on CNN or Fox News. And I'm saying either or um, because they're not really sourced. And then they're, they're headline written and they're written in their body to to uh, you know convey confirmation bias. And they're not, it's not, it's not really reported. It's like, you know, like check out this clip of Don Lemon giving his opinion last night, or, you know, look what Hannity has to say about the Kamala Harris selection. And it's, it's not even really, it's not reporting. These are reporting and I actually enjoy reading them. There's not enough time in the day actually to read everything that's in there, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, Because it's sourced, but then, but what's happened now is they have been labeled as fake by whatever side you are on not everybody of course that you said well i read this report in the new york times oh, well, new york times well, of course but it's the editorials that go that way like i'm i've just pulled up new york times and i also know people don't want to subscribe um and that's their choice it's unfortunate uh in the sense that that's the way that these have to exist now because advertising revenue is down um and has been for years the pandemic certainly exacerbated it but Uh, I do pay for the athletic STL today.com, New York times, ESPN, Washington post, wall street journal. Um, and I, and I go with the wall street journal to try to have some semblance of balance, but I'm on the New York times site right now. Highs and lows, the democratic convention. These are the opinion topics. Uh, Michelle Obama showed us why these Democrats are our last best hope. Um, Trump might cheat. Activists are getting ready. Uh, Brett Stevens on being a conservative. So they do have conservative columns in there, but that's not what I read. Uh, I read the reporting. So on the other side of the, uh, the site and that's, I, I really, I don't know, say I can't get enough of it because that's, that wouldn't be an accurate way to describe it. But I look forward to reading and I look, that's something I look forward to if I have to read a link and I don't know why I would have to, and I don't know when the last time I did have to read a link on CNN or Fox news it's like, oh, God, I got to close one eye and kind of squint because I know I'm just going to see a bunch of just crap and the headlines written to just, like, fuck with people, and it pisses me off. And the pictures they choose. Oh, boy, you're right on that, Gangster Pete. You really are. So I'll just, fuck it, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll I'll torture myself (laughs) here live on a podcast. I'm going to go to CNN.com and see what we got here. What's our Trump disparages Michelle Obama at women's rights event? Perfect. I mean, God, if you would have given me like five guesses on what the headline it would be, it would be something along those lines. On brand, Uh, absolutely on brand, Uh, and then it's a picture of Trump, you know, looking obese. And I I mean, I realize he's obese, but like going out of their way to make him look. All right. So, what do you what do you think the Fox News headline is? Michelle Obama. It's got to be Michelle Obama. That's got to be something about Michelle Obama. Something about Trump. Trump fires back at Michelle Obama's DNC (laughs) speech. That's my guess.
1: Something like that, or somehow she didn't mention because
0: his is got to be it's a powerful rejection. I've noticed that that's the game. All right, I I really feel good about this and would actually bet it. All right, let's see what we got. I'm going to FoxNews.com. <laughs> President goes off on quote corrupt Obama Biden White House after <laughs> Michelle's speech, <laughs> after Michelle's searing DNC speech. Oh! I actually am not doing a touchdown dance and spiking the football. It's so predictable, it's grotesque, and I'm sure some of you are going, "You already looked, and you're just doing this." And fuck at this point. When you're by the time you're listening to this, this shit's so old. I can, I I can tell you that Tim has not been on Fox News. <laughs> yeah, today. you can probably vouch for that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, but it's, but it's, it's ABC Poker. You know what it's going to be. And I just hate it because I know that's where most people do get their information. Conservatives are going to go to foxnews.com. Uh, liberals are going to go to CNN.com. And then if you really want information, you're not going to, and listen, I also know, you know, I mean, I, I, am in a position with what I do for a living that I feel in some capacity and an obligation to read factual sourced reporting. Um, you know, there was a story this week in the New York, this weekend in the New York post, this, this was on the fan page, gangster Pete. And I do know that you, uh, kind of do drive-bys of the fan page. But I did see this one about, uh, there was an anonymous democratic source saying, and I can't recall what it was. I'm paraphrasing that Barack Obama said, uh, you know, something along the lines of joke and fuck this up, you know, being critical and and who it's an anonymous source. But then at the same time, how many anonymous sources have been used against Trump over the years since he's been in the white house? So you can't pick and choose. And I really, I thought to myself, if my read is right on Barack Obama, he, (laughs) he is like the ultimate keep it in the room guy. And I just cannot picture him saying that publicly, <laughs> privately to like Michelle. I can 100% see him saying, boy, Joe's going to fuck this up. Here is what I give credence to. This is, this is where I will, I will play some poker with it and kind of go, okay, I think he's on Queen Jack suited. David Axelrod, who was uh, his, uh, the head of his campaign in 08 and his uh, chief of staff for his first term throughout the Democratic campaign, was not overtly, but certainly if you were reading between the lines, critical of the Biden campaign and also, I don't know what the right word, essentially if you read between the lines, what you would come away from is Biden is not the guy. That's the way I would describe it, but not in a mean-spirited way. So you had to kind of read between the lines. And that tells you, that tells you a hell of a lot more, to me anyway, than an anonymous source saying Barack Obama told the DNC source that Joe could fuck this up. Because I just don't believe that that's the way that Obama would work. Uh, I also am amazed on the other side of things because I have to jerk off everybody in the audience. But I do feel this way uh, that 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 if there were that this number of rats in the White House, that they wouldn't figure. I mean, it's so easy to to you know if you know how to play the game and if you're in that level and even if it's a you know bizarro world situation to big, figure out who the rats are. It's not tough. And, and that nobody's been snuffed out. So all these quote unquote, anonymous, anonymous source at the white house tells me the president is really upset about last night. I'm just like, I mean, really? And I'm, and that, that's actually being passed off as news. I'm not saying it's not news if it's true, but it's just, from my standpoint, it's just so obviously it's bullshit because if you, you think the, I mean, listen, I do not think highly of the president, but still to try to attempt to have some semblance of just being reasonable, do I think that he's, like, running to somebody, complaining about coverage of something, and then that person then goes and tells an NBC News or CNN reporter? Do I really think that's going on? I absolutely don't think that's going on. I don't want to tell you. I know that might go against, you know, what you think, but that's what I personally think. And it doesn't mean that I'm right, but I, if you just play it out logically, and just like Obama, who's like a, a lockdown uh, politician and, and so analytical for him to say to somebody who then would report to the New York Post that Barack Obama said, joke and fuck this up. And that's like a real thing. That's just not real. Uh, just like Donald Trump's mad at this coverage. And he told the source at the White House. And then this White House source then told me as the reporter standing out in the front lawn on Sunday morning, it's just not real, but it goes away. there's no, what can you do? And then if you bitch about it, as Trump does plenty of, then you go, oh well, you know, he's so hypersensitive. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, if somebody was making shit up about me, I'd be hypersensitive. And again, this is coming from somebody who's not a fan of his. So with regard to social media, I, I just, at this point, I'm in a spot where, you know, I've, I've Pete and I have talked about this a lot if you have somebody whose opinion you respect, and they go in a different direction from what you would expect on a story, that is what actually intrigues me. But most of the time, just like when we were rattling off the headlines on CNN and Fox News, they're predictable. And I don't know who's speaking tonight at the DNC. I've, I who who would it be? I AOC, know. I believe. Really? Yeah. She's the headline.
1: Uh, yeah. I think can't so. imagine. She's really? one of them. Well, she's one of them. I saw that when I was. Young. Would
0: tonight be? Well, how long it's, it doesn't go through Friday? I would imagine it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe. I would think tonight could be a Kamala Harris night because I would think Wednesday would, unless they do final night, both Obama and Biden. I mean, either way, this is totally different than what it normally is. Are you watching this at all? I mean, first off, we have Cardinals baseball and Blues hockey. So I didn't watch I, a second of it. I, yeah. Night. I didn't even think about it until I saw it like trending on Twitter because of.
1: Yeah. AOC and Bill Clinton speak today.
0: Oh, okay. Well, this is. This isn't the day that the Democrats are necessary. Well, it depends on your perspective, but this isn't probably a day that a lot. Of Democrats th- so, I mean, what do you think? What do you, like, let's predict our Fox News headline for tomorrow. Oh, the, I think they'll go AOC.
1: Yeah,
0: I think they'll go AOC because that's going to fear you. That's going to get the fear going more than Clinton. You know, yeah. I got friends that'll watch that just because they think she's hot. Perfect. Uh, so, I, I mean, yeah, so that's that's what you got. With I mean, it's just I, I don't even I'm just so let me ask you this gangster piece yes, that would, are in the Midwest of the four people who either are president running for president or would be a heartbeat away from president who would you most want to be president so who are the other two besides Trump and Biden uh, Pence and Harris oh man right
1: <laughs> I don't like any of the choices
0: so like if I'm ranking the worst it's Trump yeah and that's like e- that's easy and I would imagine even people who are moderates would go, yeah, that's uh, but maybe not I don't know maybe not I don't know um, and yeah, I mean, then there's, who, there's
1: moderates that like what Trump does for the economy when it's normal.
0: And then the the good way like who would you want I honest I honestly don't know I'm'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just so just wow, you know. As Doug and I had our moment of agreement last week of the 330 million people in the country, these are the four people, Yeah, you know, but it just speaks to the process. It's depressing. Yeah. I mean, I'm so just not on board with the vice presidential selection. I was, I was legitimately upset when I saw that news. I was having, you know what I was doing? I was out on the golf course because I'm relatable. I was out on the golf course (laughs) and playing well, I think, as a matter of fact, too. And I was kind of on a nice high you have when you're playing well. And I saw that and I swear it didn't impact my play, but I was really down about it because I was disappointed. I was disappointed. And, and, and you know, my wife asked, well, why are you so down? And I'm sure some of the audience is going, okay, well, why, what is your reasoning? And here it is. This is, and this is where I am on politicians. because people well, the policy would match up with that, which you believe in. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, for me, it's more the person, which I know is not necessarily, well, it's not necessarily the way people say they vote, although I think it is the way a lot of people vote, but I'm talking about, I, and I go back to it so often on this podcast, the greater good, who do I think he or she will act for the greater good when he or she is alone a moment that may be damaging to their own short-term or long-term legacy, but they really believe is the right thing to do for the greater good. That's what I personally believe is the trait of a leader. And I, I guess, I guess on that, I guess it would be Biden. I just don't have the faith that he's, he's, his performance in the debates were so poor. I get why he became the nominee of the people who were, who were running. But I remember thinking like, wow, this is, this is I, what I remember thinking actually when I was watching the debates was it's such a shame for so many reasons, what happened to his son and he was so depressed that he didn't want to run in 2016 now maybe there was more to it with hillary clinton and so on and so forth that was really the reason why but um th- that he's now running and he's just not you know and 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 so i i thought what kamala harris did and that's you know joe biden can forgive and forget god bless him i tip my cap sometimes you have to do that but what that's not my issue from a biden perspective my issue is the fact that she would play that game to me shows some that's not a trait That I would want if Biden would have done that, if Obama would have done that, it would, if John McCain, I'm talking about politicians who I think, um, well, McCain and Obama, I think highly of, uh, that I'd be like, wow, you would actually, you would actually insinuate this person who you know is not a bigot, is a bigot to try and win a little line in a debate. That was the signature moment of the debate. You could ask me, even if Kamala Harris wasn't the vice presidential selection, the, the running mate. And you asked me, what do you remember most of the debates? Oh, Kamala Harris insinuating Joe Biden, who has worked like almost all of his life for the benefit of uh, people who don't look like him or feel like him. And he might not be the most astute guy, but I think that's one thing that people on both sides of the aisle would say. And you're going to do that? That girl was me? It's not about, oh, I, I would hold a grudge and not let her be my VP. It's about that's the way she's willing to play the game. I don't want that person in charge of the country. That's how I, I know some people go fuck it. We don't need a popularity contest. We need to get hardcore to take out, uh, the Trump white house. Okay. I don't know. I mean, listen, I just, that, that was, that was disappointing to me and it was not, not as, I don't know, maybe it's a different kind of disappointment, but I think it's a similar train of thought that led to the Palin uh, selection and that, well, we got to do it because it's going to give us our best chance to win. And and unlike—and maybe—I can't imagine the McCain group was thinking we got to have somebody in case he passes away because there's no way they would have wound up with her. I do think that was a big part of the the Kamala Harris selection. Um, I I know that Barack Obama is a huge fan of hers. I recall listening to him on Pod Save America, which I used to—do you ever listen to that, Gangster Pete? No, I've heard of it. Uh, And I had to bail on it. It's so— from my standpoint. When she was on? Uh, no, he was on. Okay. This was a few months after uh, Trump was inaugurated. Right. And it might have been his first interview after. And they were asking, who are some people who you think highly of for 2020? So you're talking about an interview in 2017. And it stood out to me that he mentioned Kamala Harris and thought very highly of her. And, um, and so immediately when she was selected, Barack Obama, you know, made a big statement about it. This to me, this to me is... Uh, Bush selecting Cheney, McKellen, McCain se- uh, selecting Palin, and um, and and that's what this is. This is a you know we've got to we got to go you know we, we know that you know take your pick for whatever reason. This is what we got to do. And I think I think deep down John McCain, and I think he actually has acknowledged it, regrets that one. Um, but this is I don't know. I'm just not on board. And I and listen, I'd be thrilled to be wrong. Um, but I am not on board. And so I'm kind of looking at it and go, and also, I, I don't know if you've noticed this. I feel like unlike, man, I can't even think Pete, any other presidential run in my lifetime. Uh, and perhaps ever, because I don't know how often it would happen pre, I can barely remember the 1980 election, but you know, more eighties, um, as an 84 and 88 they're talking about you've got to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as opposed to you've got to vote for jo- Joe Biden. And I feel like that that is, you don't you got to bring them for, together. Yes, exactly. And I don't think that's a coincidence. That's right. what I'm saying. Not because I'm in the conspiracy camp that she is going to wind up being at the top of the ticket, uh, but just that, you know, uh, the, uh, Joe Biden himself is not expecting to be the president in 2025. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just, uh, I was, I'm telling you it really disappointed me, but whatever, you know, and, and, and then, there, then you can go into policy, but th- again, I'm more person and I'm just not on board. I'm just not on board, you know, and then h- him, I just, you know, uh, I just am really, <laughs> really, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's, I guess I need to take a step back. It's the way I felt in 2016, but in 2016, you weren't thinking, I wasn't thinking, most people, including the people who voted for Trump, that Trump would be the president, you know? So you're just kind of like, okay, it's going to be Hillary Clinton. She picked this guy who really just seems like an incredibly nice man, but my God, you know? And by the way, his name is Tim Kaine. I think he's just like been forgotten. Just like when I asked people, hey, who was Mitt Romney's running mate in 2012? And like everybody paused and I go, Paul all right. Um, that this is, this is... This is rough. They
1: weren't running them as a pair. That was going to be Hillary's show. You better
0: believe it. Yeah, man. Even then, I think there are plenty of people who voted for him. Like, oh, yeah, what is Tim Kaine? This is a different deal. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Gangster Pete, I imagine nothing has changed for you to believe that all hell is going to break loose in November.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm really apathetic to the whole deal right now because I'm just not excited about anybody involved. I'm, I
0: know. I'm telling you. Um, I said, the cat and I were having this conversation, the cat likes to talk politics, but he likes to do it off the air. You notice that? Oh yeah. Um, and I said, he goes, well, I mean, if, if Trump wins, there's going to be people going crazy in the streets. I go, if Trump loses, there are going to be people going crazy in the streets. I said, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. People are going to be going crazy in the streets right? because for both of the sides who would be going crazy in the streets, they are both at this moment, 77 days out from the election, certain that their person is going to win certain. And so when one of them does not win or one of them does win, and then the other person who's in the white house refuses to acknowledge it, which I would say is certainly live, um, that you're going to have all hell break loose. But let's say that Trump really does win, which I would at this moment bet on, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion he wouldn't Biden's minus He's still the dog, right? Uh, Trump was a huge favorite then biden became minus 170 trump was like minus 160 but biden got to minus 170 biden is now down to minus 170 that means you'd have to bet 150 to 100 right. biden is the favorite but it has gone down a little bit um that it, it that no matter what you're going to have people going bad crap and i'm just like i'm when i when i heard when i was watching the news last night and they said we're 78 days away from the election i was actually briefly on the uh, dnc right before the blues game started and right before Bernie Sanders was about to speak. And then right as he started to speak, they dropped the puck in Edmonton and away I went. But, uh, I was like, Oh, I'm so glad it's almost it's 78 days. like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but at the same time, the light at the end of the tunnel might just be a towering inferno and not really a light. <laughs> and listen, man, if we can get there and it ends, however it ends, and it actually is peaceful and the country goes on great. I just don't see it. And I've never felt this way before. And, it, and by the way, as I said to the cat, it doesn't matter who wins. It's all hell is going to break loose. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But that's how I see it. So, yeah, as so far as social media goes, yeah, you're, you are right, Pete, with regard to the comments and the replies. I mean, it's
1: unbelievable. Like, you'll read something like, oh, wow, that's like a really sweet yeah. sweet tweet. And, and, and you go read the comments and it's like, oh, my God. But it's, never but it's on all bots. It's, yeah. Well, not bots. Well, it's real of... people's burners. That's right. what it is. I mean, there's
0: certainly some bots. And it's just... I really wish they could do something about that, but I guess I guess it's not going to happen. Uh, Tim and Smoke, what's up? Thanks as always for the show and podcast. I'm listening to the most recent episode of QFTA, so last week's. And the political talk of running through a wall for Trump got me thinking about people branding themselves with Trump's name. For the record, I'm not judging anyone uh, that does or does not vote for Trump. This really isn't about that. And for context, I live in St. Louis County, right by Creve Coeur. There's someone who lives near me that has three flagpoles in their front yard, with one having a Trump flag and another being a Blue Lives Matter flag. They also have a picture of Trump's face on one of their vehicles. (laughs) The fact that so many people are willing to put his name slash face everywhere seems really strange to me. I recall Obama's name slash face being a lot of places as well, but I don't recall it being on the level that it is for Trump now. I'm 34, so maybe just being younger at the time, not paying attention enough is why I'm not realizing it was the same for Obama. Can you recall if it was on this level? The answer to that is no. Uh, For any past presidents where so many people wanted to brand themselves with that president's name, is this just people looking to fire up people that disagree with them, political or not? There isn't a single person on this planet that I would want to put their name all over myself or my belongings. It's such a weird and fascinating thing that people feel the need to do this. Uh, sorry for the long-winded email and hopefully both of you gentlemen are doing well. P.S. Iggy is the GOAT. That is from Jeff. Jeff. Did you feel like the the Obama craze was as uh widespread as the Trump craze? I mean you saw the
1: uh O logo a lot. And the and the hope and the
0: portrait right. and change. Right. Uh
1: but I mean it's the, the the people that are into Trump are very boisterous about it. I've noticed that. Yeah. And I I I'm in with that guy. I mean I just can't imagine putting any of these people's names in a nearby house I mean, or car. Yeah, what I don't know. I, I'd love to know
0: like what the 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 traits are. Uh b- b- by the way, even if it were if it were Barack Obama, it doesn't matter. That you would I don't know. I mean I actually I don't think I know anybody like that. Uh, I guess it's probably not surprising. Uh like people might go, well, what about Doug? Doug isn't like that. He might really be a fan or a fan of his policies, but he didn't like that. Yeah,
1: the closest thing too would be people I know that knew people in more local elections that they're like friends with or known no. and They'd
0: put the signs in their yards, but yeah, I'm not a bumper sticker sign in the yard. No. I was actually asked to put a sign in the yard recently, and I said I'm not a sign. I, I said I understand, you know, but I'm that's not my that's not my deal. And then
1: people think they know everything about you based
0: on that sign too. I would just yeah, I mean, I just have no. Um, I don't, I don't know. I actually, I'll, I'll ask the audience for you, for your theories on this as to why. Because I'm this, true. I'm truly curious about it. Why so many people? Not so many. I guess it's thirty five percent of the country. Many of whom are in our area. Um, feel so strongly, and associate themselves like, and will defend him to, you know, to the ends. Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer, or why anybody would do that with one person anyway. I can't imagine many of those people would be listeners of this podcast, but maybe you know somebody like it and why you think that is. I don't know. I mean, I, I for, for the life of me, I I I watch his briefings and or his interviews, and I sit there and I go, how in the hell does anybody go? See, he's great. <laughs> That's a good look. I mean, I just I I, and I I I mean, for the life of me, I cannot fi- I cannot figure it out. I cannot fit. And that's why I always, even though he's like totally at this moment anyway, probably he's going to pop back up. That's why Gritens to me was more dangerous. Although maybe I'm wrong on that Um, because I could see how people could fall for that. This, I I just say, oh, there was a skit in Saturday Night Live in the 1988 presidential election where Dana Carvey was doing his George H.W. Bush impression. Wouldn't be prudent. Thank you. And John Lovitz was playing the role of his opponent, Michael Dukakis. And Dana Carvey was go thousand points of light. Wouldn't be prudent and just kept repeating it. And then the moderator said, sir, you still have 45 seconds to answer the question. And I, um, I yield my time to the, was he the governor from Massachusetts, the senator from Massachusetts and Lovitz turns to the camera and goes, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I, I look at this and I go. You know, but with George H. W. Bush, I mean, I think that that was a a hell of a politician. There, I for this, I can't figure it out. I can't, I cannot. And 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 by the way, I know there are plenty of you who listen to this and go, "Fuck you!" Or I well, I like his policies. I know it's a clown show. I know he's not honest, but I like his policies. Uh, Pete and I, we oftentimes go back to the abortion thing and Supreme Court justice is being important to a a faction of the not a faction, a healthy portion of the electorate, especially, again, in our area uh, with religion. But. But the people who like like will defend him and then like, oh, no, he's you know, the media's I'm just like, where does that I don't know where that comes from? I don't know it's, it's, and it's not usually the people who benefit the most from his presidency who actually share that opinion. It's just kind of like, okay, we know we got to kind of manipulate these people to think this way. And then our guy will be in and then we can make more money, uh, or lose less, uh, from taxes. So I don't know. I don't have an answer to it. I I am truly, truly fascinated by it. Um, I don't think that there would be that same uh, excitement if Joe Biden were to be elected. I am certain that that excitement would not have been there if Hillary Clinton would have been elected. I don't think there would have been that excitement if Mitt Romney would have been elected. I don't think there would have been that excitement if John McCain were elected or John Kerry, and we didn't see it with George W. Bush in the White House. Barack Obama and Donald Trump are the two cults of personality that drove um, passionate fanaticism, but I would say Trump, as Pete said earlier, is at a higher level on that. But why? I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. Obama could speak in, you know, he'll go down. I think even for the people who hate him would acknowledge he is an incredible orator. Uh, and that inspires people seeing the first African-American president, I'm sure inspired people. Um, the way he was able to empathize, um, inspired people. And I get all of that. Now that doesn't necessarily make you a great president when it gets down to it. It makes you a great figure, but not necessarily a president. I personally am a fan with Donald Trump. I really don't know. I don't know. And and, and so I get it. Like you were talking about some of your, some of your friends, Pete, who like are big fans of, I I assume it's more economic policy than Supreme Supreme court appointments, guys in their thirties. Uh, but for our moms, it's probably Supreme Court appointment. Absolutely. But uh, as far as somebody who watches him speak and goes, boy, that is so good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, who? Uh, <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, I don't even know if there's anybody listening to the podcast who would go, no, it's so good. And I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, so I don't. So, therefore, I don't know who it would be that would, like, sport a Make, make America Great hat Again hat or, you know, like, go to a rally and be like, this is brilliant. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And I'm, and and I'm not saying it necessarily from a mocking standpoint. Although if you are one of those people, I'm sure you're feeling like you're getting mocked and it's not, I'm just looking at, I'm going, it's so obviously it's so it's such bullshit. And it's so obvious that it's such bullshit. Like, like, like I get the Doug thing, even though I'm not there, I get it. Like, he's like, yeah, it's a clown show, but I love the policies. And look at where the economy was before uh, the pandemic. And I like what he was doing with the Supreme Court. And, you know, and and, and so on. And, and we need to fight back against other countries and not just, you know, go around apologizing. I get that. I don't necessarily, even if I don't agree with it or I agree with the premise or the reasoning for this and that for being the economy, like he did the economy. I'm like, okay, well, there was a hell of a lot of growth in the Obama administration, but like we're conveniently starting the presidency on January of 2017, but whatever. But I don't, but Doug isn't like, well, did you see Trump's speech last night? That was wonderful. So I don't know. I can't figure it out. I cannot figure it out. There are politicians where I go, Oh my God, this guy's such a, I was I. I can't go into specifics just because I, this person might not even care, but this person is in politics. Uh, it's not Montevani for the record. And we were going through some people. And we were having a conversation. He goes, oh, yeah, fraud, fraud. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that Fraud, absolutely fraud. And then he gave me a name, and I go, really? I don't know that person as well, but you're saying fraud. He goes, oh, God, fraud. I go, okay, <laughs> good to know, you know, because um, I know this person well and, and taking his opinions seriously. So I, uh, you know. But Bill Clinton, I, I never went, oh, what a sincere guy. I'm like, okay, he's like almost play, playing like a character. He's like the Meryl Streep of presidents, <laughs> you know, with biting the lower lip and crying at everything. Like it's Dick Vermeule talking about Wilbert Montgomery, yeah, the, the thumb and the, the pointing, like he's Phil Mickelson walking from the T to the green. But, you know, he uh, also a great orator. And he was in the White House during a hell of an economic boom, I would contextualize by saying that I think anybody who would have been in the White House during that time period of the dot-com boom was going to be in a great position. Um but nonetheless, uh that is that is the fact. But I don't necessarily know if people were running around with Clinton paraphernalia in the late nineteen nineties. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they weren't. One person was, uh and that was just a dress. But this, this, I haven't seen anything like it. And I don't really know what the reason. And so if somebody knows, it's probably not going to be, so, and even if somebody is the person I'm talking about and they want to email in to explain, they'll probably say it's like my friend or my father or something like that or my uncle. So I get people being like, yeah, I like the policies. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And I cringe when I see him tweet or I wish he would get off Twitter or the press conferences are bizarre. Or the interviews are embarrassing. But the policies, I get that. But then those who, like, swear by that, too, I, 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 don't, I actually don't know anybody like it. So I, I'm, I'm wanting to have a better grasp on it. All right, we continue on. But before we do, allow me to talk about Jim Rogers of Restoration One. Because um, when I had my basement uh, get destroyed from uh, flood, it was Jim Rogers who came over and saved the day. He's with Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com. 314 888 5266. Water damage is hard. Water damage is difficult, but oftentimes the other side of water damage is the Golden Goose. And the Golden Goose is Restoration One of Central St. Louis. 314 888 5266. You might not have rest- uh, water damage right now, but if and when you do, you're going to want to have somebody ready to talk to about it and have that person over as quick as possible. And that's Jim Rogers of Restoration One of Central St. Louis and Seth Goldcamp. Of Design Air Heating and Cooling online at DesignAirService.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. Uh, and they just installed a 16 sear train system in our home, and it is incredible. Oh, it is so cool when we are able to uh wake up in the middle of the night and just go, Oh my god, this thing is just just blasting cold there. And that's how I love to sleep. They're online at designairservice.com. Incredible uh, financing terms for this designairservice.com. It's a brand new train unit, 16 seared design air, heating and cooling design air service.com. All right. I haven't looked at the, uh, fan page questions. So let me go in there and see what we have. Who was my, it's all, I go by. My, oh, it's a Butch Patrick werewolf. All <laughs> right. That's how I, that's how I find them when I'm scrolling through. Uh, would you rather make your internet browsing history and email account for the last 12 months accessible to anyone for a year or give up the internet for three years? Oh, wow, what a question. Timmy recap star of the uh, make my internet browsing history and email account for the last 12 months. I couldn't, I couldn't not, double negative, be online for three years. So, it's kind of an insta-click. Uh, and plus, like, the fact that I'm on browsers wouldn't really surprise anybody. So, um, you know, I guess when you're a public creep. Uh, the creeping wouldn't necessarily alarm anybody. Gangster Pete, your answer.
1: Yeah, you can look at my history. I got nothing
0: to hide. See all day. Uh, let's see. Uh, what are your thoughts on the McCloskey couple being invited to speak at the Republican National Convention? <laughs> on brand. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a, that's a perfect way to answer the question. I mean, it's just it's just, it's, just, it's what it's what it's just you know yeah. I saw it, and I thought, wow. Well, this is, this is where we are. All right. I mean, it is, it's a hundred percent where it is. And I hope in four years, we'll look back on it and go, God, can you believe that that's where things were in 2020? But I don't believe that that's what, I don't believe that's how we'll be thinking in 2024. Maybe I'll be wrong. Hope I am. Uh, after listening to her quote, I don't really like Dick and quote <laughs> interview with call her daddy. Do you think Miley Cyrus sounds more like Nina Blackwood? a crystal city fireworks stand intended Jim Varney <laughs> crystal city. That's from the great Carlos Spice. There is a benefit to me not reading these in advance because I was reading that for the first time. That's outstanding. Pete, you had told me that her voice is so distinct that it's tough to kind of find it arousing. Yeah. I listened to that interview on the way back from, um, Ann Breyer actually is where I played on Friday. So I had some time and, uh, I, I mean and I didn't realize that there's video of it too yeah I mean this thing is just <laughs> I'd love to and I know I can't I know I can't do it like on the record but if I were whenever young Paige uses back in St Louis and just me and him no microphones around and go I'd like to come for that dude what world <laughs> because again I love the fact that That women talking about not, not sexuality per se, but celebrating hooking up and not being shamed for it is the number one podcast. It's just, it's so poorly done. And I'm not talking about, Oh, they wish they wouldn't say those words. I couldn't fucking care any less, but it's just so, it could be, it could have been done so much better. And that, and that bothers me. Like Pete, I don't know how many times I've tried to listen to it now and I can't yeah. get through an episode and that, and that, and that barstool stable of talent is so good that it's such a shame that what is the number one, in my opinion, I mean, who cares? What the fuck did, Who cares what I think, but that it's so, and that interview was grating, <laughs> grating, And it has nothing to do with Miley Cyrus sounding like Jim Varney or whatever, or Nina Blackwood, uh, it, it was, it's so, she could have said, you know, I'm not even going to attempt to do a Miley Cyrus impression. You know, I love to just, like, sit back and just, like, you know, just, like, piss all over myself. <laughs> oh, it's my so- God, me, too. That's so daddy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> exactly what you would have heard. Oh, my God. Me, too. That's so badass. You're so normal. That's so daddy. Daddy gang, can you believe Miley Cyrus loves to piss on herself just like we do? I think a lot of people listening to this would relate to that. Ugh. and I, and I'm telling you, Anna Marie and I were going to dinner on Saturday night. So I listened to it on Friday and it's like seven 30 on Saturday night. And I'm bitching about it to my wife who hasn't listened to or even (laughs) knows the fuck I'm talking about. Like what is call her daddy, you know? And I'm like, God, I gotta tell you this call her daddy thing. And I'm just sitting there bitching about it. And I'm sure she had to be like, I guess this is better than a golf story. So I'll listen to this, (laughs) you know, it's a poor woman. Uh, has to listen to me golf stories and bitch about call her daddy. But I I'm for some reason it it really bothers me. And I, and I, and I think at the root of it, it's that I love the fact that women being as sexual as men is, um, it does not really result in shaming. And I think that's healthy. Like why shouldn't women be able to hook up too and, and not be called whores? You know, I think that's bullshit. Slut slut shaming. Um, you know, so good. If people want to fuck around, let them fuck around. God bless, whatever. And so here's a podcast that bluntly talks about it. It's just hosted so damn poorly that I, that it's, that, that it, but I mean, it's the number one podcast, so maybe I'm off the mark on it, but God, I've tried to listen to it. So, I mean, for real, like, I think it's five different times and I'll go and I'll go, okay. And then we go <laughs> a few minutes and I just, I can't, this is on, this is on Believably unbelievably bad. And I don't know when I listen to a podcast, I guess the guy I would listen to about, um, like the guy that wrote the book that I don't know maybe now, maybe I, I shouldn't have read the book because it's what led to me injuring my shoulder. Um, but he's not a broadcaster, you know, I mean, he's a lifter who wrote a book and it And but even then I'm comparing the two and it, it wasn't good, but it, you know, it wasn't this and either way, it wasn't even like on the top billion of podcasts. This thing's number one. There's a new like ripoff, and it's not much better. Is it a barstool thing, or is it no, like somebody just trying to do this? It's uh, the shit show.
1: It stars that Julia Rose that flashed during the World Series. She was sitting behind the uh, stands. She was flashing. You don't remember that? I really don't. Uh, Garrett Cole was pitching. Uh, anyway, she's got a thing called the Shag Mag, which is just—I mean, she Julia Rose is legit a rocket right. show.
0: All right, let me. But uh,
1: she does one of these every week with like these two vapid blonde Instagram hosts and it's just not much better.
0: Okay. The Julia Rose I just pulled up. Can't be the one. Okay. All right. Now I remember now that I've seen this Sh- founder of shag mag 573,000 followers. So it's no good. I mean, which one's better or less bad? Take your pick. Uh, the shit is more listenable. Really? <laughs> why, why is call her dad? Why do you think we think it's so crappy? Well, we're definitely not the demographic, right? One hundred percent. But a lot of guys in their twenties listen to it, and so I think there's crossover with our show in that. Yeah, I, I know it's not the target demo, but you know there are guys in their twenties listening to it, just like your guys in their twenties listening to our thing. I think the barstool thing really helps. Like, it gives it instant credibility. With it does, that, but that there that are other, gra- as you know, there are other barstool range. podcasts. It does give it credibility, but there are other bar- barstool podcasts yeah. that don't have near the popularity that that does. That's true. I don't know, man. Like the chicks in the office thing, while the content was. I couldn't have been less interested. In I could it. see like a forty-year-old woman listening to that. I I could tell that they had some talent, for lack of a better term. And you certainly, I mean, some of the guys on Barstool, whether it be YP or Portnoy or Big Cat or PFT commenter, especially, uh are just ridiculously talented, quick-witted. Yep. Yeah. And then for those who hate Barstool, they go, wow well, they're on Barstool, so you know they're. But you just recognize talent, whether you like it or not. Like, um, I don't know, uh, like a conservative host who I might go, Oh God, but you recognize the talent. This, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and, it, and I'm, I'm upset with myself for being bothered by it as much as I am, but I'm not bothered by the content. I'm bothered by the fact that I'm glad that somebody's finally doing it, but they're doing it so poorly that it's going to be a disservice to that kind of content. But maybe it won't be since it's the number one podcast Maybe
1: it'll open the door for someone talented to, to do, do it yeah.
0: yeah I don't know anyway uh how the hell did we get on that oh that was a uh, that was a fan page one because I'm like I don't remember any email like that uh let's see um that one's about sports and it bores me uh, how was the Gabby Carter and La Serena new scene that's a lovely question the answer is I have not seen it yet. I am not a subscriber to what side is that on? I think that's a tushy scene. I would rather the two of them just get together and go. I'm really a big fan. Are you a fan of that Serena? Yeah, I checked her out. Not yeah. bad. Oh, I am a big fan, but I haven't seen it, so uh, I don't know. So I'm gonna have to ask for somebody to uh, to vouch for it. Uh, let's see if Jeff. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go through all the uh, fan page ones. If Jeff Fisher has to testify in the St. Louis versus the NFL lawsuit, does he blast Dan in the NFL or does he not tell the whole truth? Um, I just like inhaled air in a weird way. So I'm going for my Marco Rubio water bottle. Um, I'm in, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm in the tank on this. I, I don't think he blasts. I don't know. Here's the, here's the honest answer. I can never go wrong being honest with the audience. I know some things that I can't say, which I which I understand will upset some people. But I know some things I can't say, and therefore, my, then I that's why I'm really in in the tank on this. So I know it's a terrible answer, and it's not done to go. Ooh, did you hear Tim's podcast? He says he knows something. It's just that it's just the way that it is. It is, and I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Have you had a chance to listen to any of the content put out by Eric and Ardini? Her Token CEO podcast has had some great episodes lately. I have listened to it. She's the Barstool CEO. Um, I have not listened to recent so. It's Gangster Pete. I know you do listen. Um, thoughts. I, I like her. I haven't
1: listened to anything recently from her, but I think she's she's really sharp, and she's good at explaining why she thinks what she thinks, does what she does, and I find that fascinating. Yeah,
0: and I find it I find it to be great leadership. Yeah. Uh, you were hired as a political consultant for the 2020 presidential election to give one suggestion to sway the election. What one piece of advice would you give to Trump? What one piece of advice would you give to Biden? I wouldn't work for Donald Trump under any circumstance, so that's that. And uh, Joe Biden, I would advise uh, him to drop out. Uh, (laughs) And um, God, I don't know. I I mean, let me ask you this, gangster, Pete. Yeah. Because I feel like we've covered it before, but we haven't talked about it in a while. If Michelle Obama were the Democratic nominee, does she win the presidency? Yeah. You insta ship it. Yeah, I think so for sure. Okay, you just can't help it. She doesn't want to do it. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, she's never been a politician, but I. But the thing is, it's like okay, who of the other people who are up on those debate stages would you go? Well, n- him or her, other than, and I don't have the honest answer. Is I don't have any, but none of them. And that's the thing that's just like so you go, wow, we're really kind of fucked because it's not like like he was just like, you know, Hillary'd up into the spot where it was kind of, I think if anything, they're like, oh, we can't have him. Then it's like, oh, shit, if we don't have him, we're going to have Bernie Sanders. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my honest answer. I would not work for Donald Trump, and I would advise Joe Biden to drop out and find, you know, see if Michelle Obama would run and drop Kamala Harris from the ticket and find... I don't even, I'm not, I don't have necessarily a great idea on the, uh, on the running mate, but at that point it's kind of a, you know, I don't want to say who cares. It still matters, but, uh, it does, it, you felt like this vice presidential selection mattered a whole lot more than four years ago. Let me put it that way. Like when Trump announced Pence, I'm like, okay, whatever. He's not going to win as it is. Shows what I know. And then when Hillary announced Tim Kaine, I'm like, you know, I mean, it's like when Mike Martz made Larry Marmee, the D coordinator, he's like, okay, I just got to have somebody. So here, you know, that's, that's, What that was, so I don't know, man. Is there anybody, anybody, right now on the Democratic side that you'd be like outside of Michelle Obama, if if he or she were to run, you would be like, I'll ship the role that that person would win.
1: Uh, I I was gonna say I liked Andrew Andrew Yang, but you don't know if he would win. No, yeah, I mean I probably bet he wouldn't, but
0: yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm so I'm really down about this. I really am like, and I'm, I'm kind of similar to how I'm so confused by why I get so upset about call her daddy. (laughs) I am confused as to why I'm so down about this. It's been about a week since he selected Kamala Harris. This is a much better reason to be down. Yeah. Yeah. This one actually matters. Yeah, The the call her daddy (laughs) thing requires like psychoanalysis, (laughs) but I just was so just like, Oh God. I, I think, I think part of it, Pete, with, when McCain selected Sarah Palin, I, I was down about it, not because I pictured, or maybe I should have, her being in the White House. I was just like, oh, not you. Not you. Perhaps the, the politician I held. Pandering. Highest, yes, exactly. I'm just like, oh, and I know deep down you don't want to do yeah. it. I know deep down you don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, no. That's a bad start. But I guess you can kind of rationalize it if it's like, okay, if this is what I have to do to get in and then I can do good and we'll just let her screw around, you know, and do trips, then you can justify it. But I really felt like that was a moment where this stuff was normalized. And the fact that John McCain played a role in giving birth to it, I'm sure (laughs) is something that, you know, obviously he's not with us any longer, but God, he would never want to have ownership of that. I really do. I don't feel like this stuff was normalized until then. And then all of a sudden it became like in vogue to say stupid shit. That's a good shit. point, I think. Oh, I really do. In a major way it became in vogue to say stupid, factually inaccurate shit. And even as I'm saying this right now, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm sure people listening to this are going, what are you talking about? I'm just like, wow, that was something like, holy shit. It's almost like they didn't even talk to her before they picked her. Oh, well, I mean, it's just, it's. I mean, uh, that one... <laughs> and so on this, I'm not, it's not from that standpoint, because I thought the world of John McCain, and I don't feel that way about Joe Biden, um, that th- now I'm like Kamala Harris could be president. And that really is not something that, you know, makes me feel real good. And, you know, I mean, certainly, you know, the alternative, it makes me feel less bad, but it's not something that makes me feel real good. And again, I'm, again, I'm, you know, alternatively it's president Trump for a second term. I'll take Kamala Harris, but man, uh, just, I don't know. I really, uh, was a fan of Val Demings was a fan of Gretchen Whitmer and was hopeful that was the direction he was going to go. Um, but you know, here we are, and I guess just like 2016, where I'm going, because even in 2012, I would have been like, okay, if any of the four are president, I might not necessarily be a fan, but I can handle it, because that's Biden in 2012. I, I actually, I think I think I probably would have seated him fourth. I probably would have gone Obama. I don't know. It would have been a coin flip between Romney and Ryan, and then Biden four. 2016, it was like, oh, my goodness, but there's no way it's going to be Trump. So I don't want to worry about that and just got to deal with the Hillary Clinton thing. <laughs> it was a joke. Yeah, it really was. And I no. saw, saw how that played. I was just why I'm just the cat's like stunned that I think that Trump's going to win. He's stunned. And he goes, you really? And I go, yeah, I said, I don't want to tell you. I said, I'm not I'm not jumping up and down about it. But at the same time, I, I think we're going to have all hell break loose either way. So I just if I get to like the week after November I could proceed with so many different things in my life cuz I would know what the hell is going on and maybe things will be calm. I just don't see it. Um I don't know. And then this year I'm just like, "Oh my goodness." And I'm I'm like I don't know, man. Like if you go Tim, you have you have a minute left, you, 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 you we're going to take a thousand dollars from you if you do not say who you would want of the four in the white house in the oval office i honestly don't know where i would go i honestly don't i mean i know the one i would not but i don't know and the fact that i like mike pence is live (laughs) (laughs) speaks to what i think of the democratic (laughs) ticket you know i mean what in the world how did this happen? And I hate to say this shit. And by the way, I got to say that if I'm going to be fucking depressing, I'm just going to I'm just going to go all out now at this point. And I think I've talked about it one other time, but I was, since the cat and I were doing this in the commercial break at the nine o'clock hour today, I said, by the way, how's nobody talking about like what the world's going to be like in a couple of months. And I think, I think we've talked about it before, but it, I know it's super depressing, but I guess maybe people just don't think this way, but it's not like in two months, shit's going to be cool. Well, shit's going to be cool. That's my point, as in cold. So right now, for the most part, the world has existed in this pandemic. The Northern Hemisphere has existed in this pandemic with the ability to go outside and do some shit. Well, think about this when it's—think about November through, like, April in St. Louis, when it's gray and cold and rainy and that pissing rain. I mean, you got a bunch of angry people when it's nice out. Oh, my goodness. Just Uh.
1: And
0: you can't—you know, I mean— so I've already started. I've already gone, okay. But it's like, okay, do I really want to, like, book a play? It's not like Florida's, like, the hotbed of safety. <laughs> and then it's obviously going to be super expensive. It's as expensive as it is. But, you know, to just go, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to go down there for, like, six months this time and just get the fuck out. Because otherwise I'm going to go crazy. Uh, so, I I mean, I'm... I, I think... Uh, I I remember being asked, uh, like, in late April when I thought baseball was going to start, and I said, in person, like, June 1st, and I go, fuck, no. And the person's response was, are you kidding me? I think people now are kind of like, I think even the people who are like, oh, this is all up there, no, it's being exaggerated to get Trump out of office, even those people, I think, would at this point acknowledge this isn't going to be tidied up, like, by the time Christmas rolls around. I think people feel that. Do you think people feel that way? I just don't think people maybe are thinking that way because it's still the middle of August and they're trying to figure out what to do with their kids. I don't see an end in sight. Right. But like it's you and I are looking outside right now and it's 80 degrees and sunny. In three months, it won't be. But we're going to have to be inside. Yeah. And you will have the flu at that time combining with this. And you also may have a week out from the election results. And I just, th- this is real shit. And I don't know if people don't talk about it. Cause it's kind of like talking about death. You don't want to talk about <laughs> it. And like, I want to jerk yourself off into a frenzy that somehow something the, the magic pill will be discovered, but it's, it's, you know, winter is coming <laughs> and this winter is going to be a motherfucker. I don't, and I don't know. I don't know any way around it. I don't, maybe, maybe it's better for me. Business-wise, to keep my mouth shut, it's kind of like, oh, I think that uh, Jim Herman's going to win this week, so I'm not going to say it on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like if, like if everybody's like thinking this way then it, and I'm hip to something that seems obvious, then I'll keep it to myself. But when I play all this stuff out, I'm like, listen, unless somebody passes away, either Donald Trump or Joe Biden will be your president-elect in the second week of November. That is what's going on. And in addition, the nation will still be in a pandemic without a, without a vaccine. These are two things that aren't going. These are, you know, we might not have arrived at the destination yet, but those two things are going to be there when we get there. And by the way, you're going to be stuck inside, and it's going to be cold and raining. And I'm not trying to fucking tilt people. I'm just saying this is the way that it is. This is going to happen. And, and we- I know it's depressing, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, nobody's talking about it. But these things are coming and, and I'm kind of like, okay. So that's why I said to my wife, I said, we got to, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the fuck we got to do. <laughs> do we sell our house here and just move now? Or do we just get a place? I mean, I don't, you know, and, and rent it. I don't know. I don't know. But this, this is coming. And if we're just like beside ourselves as it is now, what's it going to be like when we can't leave the house? We hate it when shit's normal, much less. And parents are going fucking crazy as it is now with with their kids being inside. What's it going to be like? Or having just parent and not being able to take them places. What's going to be like then? I don't know. I I'm asking again. This is kind of like a it's rhetorical, but I really want answers. My two questions. Here are my homework assignment. Email uh email me this because I really am curious. Uh, first off, if you know someone or if you are someone who is like MAGA as in, I'm not talking about you're voting for Trump. I, I, I get that. I get, I get not voting for Hillary Clinton. I get not voting for Joe Biden. I, there's no circumstance in which I would vote for Donald Trump, but I understand it considering your choices. I get it. It's I'm confused by the whole fucking thing, but that, that's different than being like, you know, wearing the hat or having a bumper sticker or something like that, or watching him do an interview and go, boy, this guy's got it figured out. That's what I'm asking. Like, do you know somebody like, and, and what is their reasoning? And I'm not looking like, oh, well, I know somebody, but the person's not really bright. That's not what I'm looking for. I really want to have an understanding of it um, because maybe it'll help explain it to me. Uh, And then secondarily, what do you think about, like, November? And I'm not just talking about the election. Like, this shit's coming. And nothing's going to—like, it's not stopping. Unless you think there'll be a vaccine in the next 75 days, we have a reality of it being cold, rainy, Joe Biden or Donald Trump being the president-elect. And being in a pandemic, I mean, fuck. I, I don't know. I mean, this is real. (laughs) And by the way, it's not just for the second week of November. It's also for the third and the fourth. And then you get in December and then you get in January. I mean, and when I think about it, Pete, I'm like, you know, and like, I'll have people, are you coming down for spring training again? I'm like, I don't know if there's going to be a spring training. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, I'm able to do the show from wherever. So I can do the show from wherever, even if there isn't a spring training, but it's, you know, it's again, it's not like Florida is like it It doesn't exist there. It's just at least we'd have the ability to be outside. Fuck. At least we'll have SEC football. Hopefully that would be lovely. God, I don't know. You think we're going to see NFL football?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: I'm kind of thinking now that it's going to happen. They're just like, fuck it. You need to check out that first hard knocks. I did. I watched yeah. it because you told me they did uh, in fairness to them. Because I was saying the NFL and their media is not talking anything about it. The right. first twenty minutes was about COVID.
1: That the the logistics of that whole situation are mind-boggling. Yes, but I I read an article today about how their numbers of positive tests are going down.
0: So I um, mean, look, maybe you know what? Maybe it would be. Maybe this is. Maybe it will be different. In, and in I, th- I kind of think they don't give a fuck. That's kind of what I think it is. I think that's how the SEC is. Like, okay, we yeah. have positive tests. Well, that, that's why I've been on the SEC. If they're just going to SEC. Like, don't and give I a fuck. honestly. The whole time, I swear to you, for as much as we talk politics on this thing and the questions right. are about politics, I didn't think at all until I read, I don't even know what it was, like Gabe getting attacked, Gabe, <laughs> or Gabe, guy from like, I don't even know. I'm sure it, Gabe took it well. Uh, <laughs> for his politics. I mean, if you think Gabe <laughs> is like <laughs> is like Bernie Sanders, but whatever, that's where we are now, especially if you're like riding the Mizzou fans. Uh, and I, and it's, oh my God, I want to go into more, but I can't, um, it was that the SEC and the ACC carrying on and the big 10 and the PAC 12 shutting down is a political thing. It didn't even, I swear to you on whatever, up until reading about it, it didn't even cross my mind that that's what's going on.
1: Everything's political. Thing I mean, now. it's just
0: like, but look at it. The states that aren't going to vote for Trump are shutting down. The states that are going to vote for Trump are carrying on. I'm like, fuck. so what, I mean, what are you saying that these, these, I mean, let's play out the fucking hand, I guess. <laughs> are you saying, cause you are saying, are you saying that the states in the big 10 and the PAC 12 are sacrificing tens of millions of dollars individually And when you include it all in as a conference, nine figures of revenue to try to get Donald Trump out of office by not playing college football. Is that where we are? I mean, because that's, that, that, that's my question. It's like back when this all started in March and there, and I'd get these texts and they're kind of one or two, I don't know if you see them, Pete, one or two, they kind of, but for the most part, they've gone away and are kind of like, okay, it was wrong. Right. But back then it wasn't and I would say we we're getting more more of the majority of the texts were attacking us for talking about it and specifically me for laying out the math. Um, and I'm, it's not a, a touchdown cause I'm not happy about it. And that's what I was saying back then. I'm like, who is pulling for the pandemic? Who wants to see people get sick? Who wants to see people die and who wants to see our economy collapse? Like who are those people for real? I'm asking that. And then people who I guess are passionate Trump supporters, would say, well, people who want to see Trump get booted do. And I'm like, God, I don't want to see him reelected. But if you say this could all go away and it means he gets another four years, I'd be like, this is an insta call. And you're telling me that you think athletic directors and college football coaches and presidents of universities are going, boy, we all hate the president so much that we'll participate in this scam in the Pac 12 and Big 10. To get this thing shut down so he will be so it increases the chances that he won't be reelected. I mean, is that what we're saying? I guess that's what we're saying. I and I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. Is it the lead into us? I guess. Uh, it could be, yeah. But I mean, that's still that's just one. I, I I don't know where I don't know where it's coming from. I'm confused because when you strip it down and you ask that question, I can't imagine people with a straight face would then continue and go, Yeah, I think Ohio State was willing to sacrifice for the good of getting Joe Biden in office. I mean, we have this wonderful alternative, so we have to make sure he's an eye. And, and by us not playing football, Joe Biden will win. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm exasperated. I've depressed myself with this podcast. I feel guilty putting this out into the world. This is <laughs> like, a, this podcast is like a, this podcast's a bad drug. I've depressed myself. But I real, I'm asking these questions from a place of sincerity, and I'll tell you what, I know there will be some people, because I get them, and I like it, and it's different than, and it's different because it's a podcast, you have to seek out the content, so it's different than if I were just saying the stuff on the radio, where somebody could like stumble onto it on the off chance they think we're going to break down Brad Miller's at bats last night, you know this, you have to, you have to go out of your way. It's like call her daddy. Like, oh my God, Alex, how could you possibly be talking that graphically about fucking with Miley Cyrus? Well, you went on the podcast and you listened to it. You sought it out. So you know what you're getting here. And so the people who do write to me, who don't necessarily share my views, they will lay it out and send some great emails and not be personal about it. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a nice byproduct of podcasts. So it helps me understand. So that's why I'm asking these questions from a sincere place. Like, do you, And just because somebody is a Trump supporter doesn't necessarily mean they also, therefore, share the opinion that the Northern and the West Coast conferences are not playing this year to get Donald Trump out of office. I mean, that would be a wing of a Trump supporter to think that. And then are you a Biden supporter or anti-Trump and then think the SEC and the ACC, on the other hand, are playing to try to keep Trump in office I mean, are we really saying these things and like being serious and not just like saying it on Twitter on your burner? I don't know. But when you th- when you like lay these things out, you go, well, "There's no fucking way." But I guess I already said it, so I got to keep going with it. And like it's in vogue to never admit you're wrong right now, so you got to just keep running with it, and never admit you're wrong, never admit you're wrong, never admit you're wrong. Redirect, redirect. <sighs> oh fuck, Gangster Pete, I'm exhausted, man. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> I was wrong as hell on the Kamala Harris thing. Was wrong as hell. Like, here's why I don't think. First off, he's already got California. Secondly, the thing insinuating that he was a bigot on the in the debate stage. There's no way they're going to go with that situation. And and then I had a third reason, and I don't even remember what the hell it was. And and sure enough, I'm walking along playing golf, and all of a sudden my news pops up, and, I'm like, and I, I, I I felt like a kick in the stomach. That's how much it bothered me. I don't know. I'm in a bad place. Wish somebody would have sent in an erotic story so I could have just read that and ended on a high i got nothing i'm just down see maybe somebody did i got a bunch of emails here no uh pitch out nobody going no i apologize for being depressing but it's how i think this in this particular moment because i'm just like this is coming this gotta let it out man yeah and this is my therapeutic place i don't do it on tma bottling it up it's no good for anybody yeah but i'm just like this is coming in november i don't know Let me ask you this one. I'll finish with this. I'm I'm asking you. Yes, sir. Because I know you'll be honest with me. What do you think is better for the short-term state of the country? Biden or Trump? Biden. Really? Yeah, man. I just,
1: I think Trump is so polarizing that it's bad. It's just. It's too much.
0: I honestly, it's ace king versus pocket queens. And by that, I mean the math. It's 52, 48, 51, 49. And it's not because I think one is bad or another is bad. I actually think both aren't great and one I think is really bad. Uh, but uh, it's it's there. It, and it's not even people who are like the people who are big Biden fans. I don't even know if you, you could fit I them in our a studio. I am not a big Biden fan. Right. No, I know that. I know that. It's, it's, it's people who are anti-Trump yeah. or pro-Trump. Right. And so the anti-Trump people are going to freak out if he wins and the pro-Trump people are going to freak out if he loses. And so that's what I'm saying. Like the instability it causes. Yep. And so I think people are picturing like MAGA hats on the streets, but those aren't the people that really, when it gets down to it, are going to impact the economy. That's what worries me. And I don't know if I said this on the radio, or if I said in the podcast earlier, but I was talking about, um, talking with somebody who's in finance and this person saying, I think it was in the commercial break when I was talking with the cat and saying, I've got people who are freaking out that Biden is going to win and they want to sell. Yep. And I've got people freaking out that Trump is going to win and they want to sell. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And that's what I'm going back to. And so it's, it's it's and it's like, OK, it's coming. It isn't this isn't like a, you know, there may be a, a government shutdown, but hopefully we can avoid it. Or it might get cold next week, but hopefully, you know, the low pressure system will avoid us. It's coming. The pandemic isn't going anywhere in the next 75 days. So all these three are coming. And it's like, it's not like that's the thing. Biden wins. Okay, Trump's out of office, but fuck, here's this. Trump wins. Okay, maybe that isn't as fucking crazy. I know that sounds like a, (laughs) by that, I mean the reaction. Uh, but now we got this, I don't know. Bill Maher is insistent that he will not, uh, concede the office on that, on election night. And I'm like, yeah, that can I bet that? And that's like, to me, that's a lot, And that's why I said to the cat, because the cat kind of goes on his thing, you know, the cat goes, I'm moderate guy, even though I think deep down we know and it's cool. God bless him. I get it. I, I, and I get, he has, he has reasons that I follow them even if I disagree and, and it's not like he's a lock to vote either way, but he's stunned that I think Trump's going to win. And it's not like I think for sure he's going to win, but if I had to bet, I think he's going to win. And, uh, and I, I, I said, I said, let me put it this way. Can you picture Donald Trump on election night saying congratulations to Joe Biden? Uh, we will participate in one of the great traditions of the United States government. Uh, the peaceful transition of power uh, It has been a great four years and an honor to serve you as your president. And I look forward to continuing my service into retirement. Can you picture that under any circuit? Even if I gave you a million to one, can you picture that statement?
1: I could see him doing it just to do the opposite of what everybody thinks he's going to do. <laughs> I cannot. I don't care. you going got to put
0: a dollar down and you can get a million on it. I'm sure everybody not thinks I'm going to freak out. I'm going to keep my I'm not dollar. not going to freak out it's just not going to happen. So that's how I lay it out. That's how I lay it out. So if you, if you operate on that premise, then that is, then, you know, or Joe Biden, who could, who could just be like, thank God, I wasn't in the mood for this, uh, who could go, you know, we fought the good fight, you know, we still need to rally around for our causes, you know, and walks off the stage congratulating president Trump, it's not like people are going to go, okay, well, we'll get them in 2024. People be freaking out. There's no way around it. In November 2016, I think people were going, oh my God, including Donald Trump. I think he was in the New York Hilton going, oh my God, how'd this, this one? I wasn't really planning on this. I had a round booked for tomorrow, you know? And now, so I don't know. That's where I am. Tell me I'm wrong, please. I'm actually asking people to tell me I'm wrong. Just if you could leave out like high jokes and bald jokes and lopsided head jokes. Uh, Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies is a wonderful gentleman, and I'm a big fan. And I would like to advocate for him on this podcast. Uh, His phone number, if you would like to give him a call, and I suggest that you do, is 314-889-0503, or go online at EvergreenSTL.com. He is a great guy. I'm looking forward to going into detail on why I think he's such a great guy. At this moment, is not the time, but I, he's just been so, just like away from. The radio and away from the podcast. He's just really a first class guy. He's the kind of guy I'd vote for. Um, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. You need a financial advisor. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies is the person I recommend to you. EvergreenSTL.com 314 889 0503. Thank you to Ryan Kelly. Thank you to James Carlton. Thank you to Seth Goldcamp. Thank you to Jim Rogers. And thank you to Mark Hanna. All of your businesses make this podcast possible. Thank you to the great gangster Pete. From the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, I'm Tim McKearney. This has been another edition of the Tim Kearney Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Peloton, let's go.
1: This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
0: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season.
1: You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial.